better run. Here they come, they got to blast on us. The black nerds, bloods are rush. I'll turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. On the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to Your turn, you don't just come and jump in like that. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 274 <laughs> of Blurs Are Us. As you can already tell, we have a guest on this episode. Welcome, Gospel Gamer. Now you can say something. Well, these, these times you call me the wrong name anyway because you just said you just said Gospel Gamer. So, la, so now, now who's in the wrong, isn't it? Where is it? <laughs> CM Gamer. You even asked me what's my name and I said CM underscore GMR and you still said Gospel Gamer. Yeah, yeah. because obviously that's what I remember it being. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, I didn't want to say your real name in it. Said, all, all that, I'll just say your real all, name. All that Jod of Rice has, got, has gotten to your hearing. You ain't even listening properly now. Madness. Not serious, not serious. <laughs> all right, so um, we're recording a midweek episode uh, just because we were a little bit busy on the weekend. Uh, the main thing that we're going to get through um, in a little bit is... Um, Spider-Man. Um gonna be reviewing that, giving our thoughts or opinions. Um but so yep. you know, but before we get into that, if there's anyone that might be listening to us for the very first time, we at Blurs Ross have a very unique rating system. We call it chicken rating system. If we think something's absolutely dead, it gets bones. Next up is a quarter chicken, half chicken, three piece, it was the creme de la creme, it gets a whole chicken. Um I'm just gonna go give you a little couple of things that I've been watching this week. Um, I'm not going to lie, not really been watching much. Um, still in the court case. Uh, I've got weeks holidays from the court case. I'm back at work. Um, you know, I don't have as much time to binge stuff as I, I as I normally do. Um, I'm, I'm now having to be quite selective of what I can watch and what I can cover. Um, I'm hoping obviously in the next couple of weeks, I'll have two weeks off and start to, you know, to, to Martin's happiness, maybe watch one or two things on my list. Um, mm. But I will start off with, yeah, I finished FUBAR and like, listen to you review it, yeah. I was like, oh, it's going to be decent, yeah. Like, you know, you get, I think you gave it a free piece, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I give it a whole chicken, man. I absolutely loved it, man. It was fun. It was funny. Um, the action was cool. Uh, the chemistry between all the different characters were great. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger killed it. Like, when he had to be serious, he was serious. When he had to be funny, he was funny. When he had to kick ass, he kicked ass. Uh, Emma is buff. Uh, I want to see her more movies. The mum was buff. I want to see her more movies. Uh, women ain't shit. Men ain't shit. The world ain't shit. Like, I, it, it, literally, every, after I, you know, got into the swing of it from episode two, like I literally watched like maybe like two, three episodes a night and um I had fun like and yeah man, it was really entertaining. 
I'm glad it ended with a cliffhanger for a season two. Um, cause I, I would definitely like to see that. And, um, yeah, man, it, it was really entertaining. Um, I hope Netflix keep putting out this content because obviously, you know, some of the str- other streaming services are struggling with some of their content and losing a lot of money. Netflix just thinks, fuck it, we're losing money, but we're just going to keep putting out quality content. And I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be enjoying what they put out. So yeah, man, like, oh, can't wait for Fubar season two. Um, gospel is not something you've checked out. I'd highly recommend it, especially if you're like, you like dumb action like me, you know, a bit of comedy as well. It, it is definitely a show that like action junkies would like. Um. Yeah, I need to check it out. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm gonna swing it on to mine. Mine. What else have you been watching this week? Martin. Um. <laughs> so I watched a few things that you'd watched. So one was um. Right again. If if someone had managed to sort out the um, the docs, I would have been able to update it properly. But anyway, I have to do this off of memory now. Riley. Yeah. Um, this was a film that you reviewed. Um, Lago told us about last week. He reviewed it last week. Mm-hmm. Um, or last recording. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I give it a half chicken. It's not nice. this big uh, production, which is absolutely fine. But it's just such a nice uh story about two people who or you find out that two people um have broken up split with their partners and it's just their journey um yeah just a nice sweet um film again it's british production so i I just really enjoyed it um did think i enjoyed it as much as i did um so i give it a, a half chicken okay um i've been watching this anime called rokudo's bad girls um, I'm now up to date on it. It's an uh, anime that, that's um, been released as part of the new uh, slate of anime. So when I say new, I mean this season. So we're, um, we're talking about nine weeks ago, eight weeks ago, nine, nine ten weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it stars Rokudo as the titular character. Um, he gets bullied all the time. And his grandfather, who is, I believe, an onmyoji, um, someone who is able to ward off um, evil spirits and is a monk and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up giving him a scroll and this scroll tattoos a star to his forehead. Now, he attracts bad girls. And in his school, there are a lot of bad girls, a lot of strong bad girls. So he, uh, in, 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 in a very quick way, ends up building like a harem. There's so many yeah, like, girls that are around him. Mm-hmm. They'll be absolute. They'll be absolute dickheads to any other person they don't like. Um, but for him, they absolutely they fall head over heels for him, um, which puts him in odd situations. But the character himself is is a good character. Um, you know, he's a nice guy, easygoing. He does. He tries to do the right thing, or he does do the right things. But it's a it's a nice anime as well. So enjoying that so far. Nice. Um, and yeah, that's that's a bit about it before we get into the main topics. So um again, I haven't done too much, I haven't watched too much. Um Ah, but I can tell you about my game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um we lost against so I played for the London Blitz and we had um a game against the London Warriors mm-hmm. and we lost that game. Um I can't remember what the score was. I think it was like um, thirty five no. I don't really pay attention to score lines because I don't know if we're winning or if we are losing i just i just yeah i was mm-hmm. going to know if whether we're winning whether they're losing i don't care about scoreline yeah um but 
Um, yeah, during this game, Warriors also capitalized on our, mis- on our mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, our offense struggled a bit to get it going, but um, you know, at least we could go back to the drawing board, see what we need to improve on. I don't, th- we don't, there's nothing we need to rewrite or change by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just affecting what we do know and you know going to the next header with the Warriors and uh, hopefully bring back the W nice. um, good thing uh, I mean, one thing I like about playing the Warriors is that there are a lot of ex-Kingston Uni yeah. players there um, so I bumped into quite a few of them there um, saw some familiar faces so like I said it was, it was, it was fun in that aspect um, one of our uh, teammates Dion, he tried to assassinate me <laughs> during the game. So I'm on, I'm on, I was on kickoff. He's on kick return, right? Yeah. But um, he ended up blindsided me, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go down. It just stunned me a little bit, right? Yeah. And I look down, I see his number. I'm like, this guy actually tried to assassinate me. <laughs> and, I, I went, and I went, fuck you, Dion. <laughs> Dion just started laughing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so after the game, he was telling me that he wasn't my assignment, but he saw me, he saw the number I was wearing, and I thought, yeah, <laughs> let me just go. Uh, He's like, go fuck it. So fuck I will, yeah, I will return the favor. I, I told him I'll return the favor. So I best see my special teams again. Nice. Um, so that was, that was fun. Um, but other than that, I've been up too much. Um, all right. I wanted to save this year. Actually, no, I'm going to save it. All right, but I've got a question, yeah? What do you think is harder to do as as yourself or like a general a general human being that's not like a an elite athlete, yeah? You've got three options. Hitting a 400 feet home run, which is about 133 yards from what I remember when I Googled it. Kicking a 50-yard field goal or running a four-minute mile. I'm going to go with Gospel first. What was the second one? Kicking a 50-yard field goal. So that's American football. Yeah. Not that one, yeah. Or running a four-minute mile. Which one do you think is easiest? Which one do you think is the hardest? The only two things you said? No, the first one's hitting a 400-feet home run. Yeah, I'm saying... What's the the other thing you said? 400-feet home run. Yes, I heard that. Kicking a 50-yard field goal. Okay, there you go. Sorry, go on. And a four-minute mile. And a four-minute run. Yeah, which one do you think is the easiest for a normal person to do? And which one do you think is the hardest for a normal person to do? I mean, if you're going to hit the um the home run, I'm thinking that's going to be most... I mean, it's going to come down to strength partially, but I think it'll come down to technique as well, right? Mm. So I would argue that that might be the easiest yeah which one do you think is the hardest oh sorry go on and I'd say then I'd say the run again I think it's all down to context isn't it I mean for me personally I'd say the hardest thing for me would probably be the run mm. because of my leg and everything yeah and my back and all that all that good stuff um after maybe a minute I might die I also have no <laughs> cardio so <Yeah. laughs> so it's, it's that one that one would be down to conditioning so I don't know it, it, again it, I think it's very dependent on if you take it into context it will be very dependent on certain scenarios mm. so I, I'm going to say as if it was me and I would say the home run would probably be the wait hold on what was the field goal one? 50 yard field goal 50 yard field goal hmm I can't kick the, <laughs> the home run 
<laughs> would probably be the easiest, I would say. And then the run or the kick, they'll probably be equally hard because I can't kick because of, but again, bad legs and the running, no cardio and struggling to run. So I'd say I put them together. But I'm going specifically by me based on, again, context and conditioning. If it's somebody else, they might skip leg days and can't do no kicking or running, <laughs> but they might be able to do a home run, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's down to context. Um, I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to leave mine to last because he's the most athletic out of the three of us. Um, I think the hardest is the four-minute mile. I think even if How I trained old, for a year, yeah, that mind over matter of basically being at a, a, a decent gallop for four minutes to hit that mile. Like my cousin, who's a like, a, a, he's, a, he's an athlete in it. Yeah. He says that right now he's maybe running a mile and maybe like five to six minutes. But like, obviously if he trains for like maybe like a month, he could probably do a four minute mile or he'll get very close to it. Um, I think the easiest for me, probably a 50 yard field goal. Cause again, I feel like if I trained, yeah, you could just get lucky. Do you know what I mean? As long as you get a decent connection on the ball, and I'm not saying like, like this is not like with pressure, you know, with people trying to kill you. This is just like having the, the ball on a tee, standing 50 yards away and kicking as far as you can. Like obviously, yeah, a couple of times it might go wide, but I think after a while, doing this over and over again, yeah, and like training your leg muscles, you can eventually do that. The 400 feet home run, I don't fully, like I said, 133 yards, I don't, like, I played softball for a little bit. You know, I think that's going to depend on your technique, the pitch, you know, how strong you can hit it. So I think that one for me will be second. But yeah, that, that minute, four minute mile, whew, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's tough. Mine, what, what say you? All right. I think the hardest one is probably the four minute mile, mm-hmm. four minute, four minute run. Uh, was it four minutes per mile? Four, um, four minute mile. Because um the 50 yard um field goal is a hard thing to do anyway you look at the nfl um you don't get a lot of players that do achieve that right by all depends on like i said i think how hard you can or how well you connect with the ball how hard you swing your leg that kind of thing right but, but, um but, like, let me add a caveat with the 50 yard field goal you're not like it's not a pressurized environment you don't have to have a long snapper holder it's just you in a yeah. field. You could like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, for the home run, again, I see it as technique. Um, you know, you hit the ball at the right angle for it to for it to fly high into the air with enough force for it to fly as far as possible. But the two things, so but the only two things those things have in common is that it's not a continuous thing. It's literally a one hit. One strike, whether it's a strike with the leg or strike with the bat, it's one strike, one move. But whereas with the four minute mile run, that is tough. It's a continuous thing until you hit those, until you hit that mile. Um, and, you know, like you said, your cousin is doing it in what, just over five minutes, right? Mm, yeah. So I'm just imagining myself in that situation. It feels like I'm, all, I'm almost having to be sprinting for that mile to, to hit that four miles and you know I'd probably be dead afterwards. Um you know it's I think it's more physically exerting, which is why I think it's harder because it's a continuous thing. It's not as if you just take a leap or a bound and then that's it done. You actually have to keep going until you hit that mile. Um 
and you have to push yourself hard as well to be able to um to make sure you get that four minute time period that's why i think it's the hardest mm. yeah no nah, fair yeah fair no i just thought i'd add a little a little little conversation in there yeah is there is there is there someone who actually has an answer or is this just one of those that um i i i, I saw it on tiktok and i just thought i'd bring it up and just and, and they mm. said that they they felt like if you trained for like a year like they think the easiest would be the field goal because again like once you get enough power in your leg you just kind of then got to work on your accuracy like again it's no pressure you don't have to worry about a snap you don't have to worry about a holder you just go in and kick it to you like even if you went outside and practice for like 10 minutes a day yeah mm-hmm. i think eventually you'll get the distance and like i said i think luck will come into it do you know what i mean whereas with hitting a yeah. home run you've got to count on the pit being a good pitch and then you getting your swing and timing right do you know what i mean so there's an extra mm-hmm. level of skill timing like and also yeah let's let, let's be real yeah if you get a decent wind gust behind you as well on a field goal yeah like you know you, you, you can get that so let's say you can only kick it 40 yards yeah if you get an extra little 10 yard wind gust yeah you might just clip the crossbar and go over. Do you know what I mean? So there's a bit of luck there. But that four minute mile, yeah. there, they were saying that basically, like, even like top athletes, you know, there's not that many people that can bang out a four minute mile casually. Like, and it's not even just like a a speed thing. It's the stamina and mind over matter to keep that, maintain that high level yeah, of pace here yeah, to keep yeah. running. And like, like I ran today on the treadmill for the first time in a while, yeah, and I kept it at, at life below five point five, yeah, and I ran for about ten minutes. You can have and, and, and my car, and my cars no. were burning. Do you know what I mean? So um, imagine like sprinting. Whew, like I would need like a year oh, with the best personal trainers, the best dietitians, the best like sprinting staff like ever. To even come, I probably even still wouldn't only have to do it in like 10, 15 minutes. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think the, the field goal one, you know, obviously because again, like maybe not so much now, like with my foot hurting me and stuff like that. Cause I used to be a goalkeeper as well. And I used to play a lot of football. Mm-hmm. I do think that I could eventually, you know, be able to achieve that with a bit of luck. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm not gonna, you know, waste too many people's time. Um, I know a lot of people come for the Spider-Man review, so we're going to be giving a Spider-Man review. So for anyone that, you know, this might be their first time listening, yeah, we're going to give our surface reviews with no spoilers, yeah, but there will be spoilers. If you're on Twitch, you're passing through, and you have not seen this movie, you know, just put it on mute and just keep, you know, lurking for us, uh, and then we'll go from there. So, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, yeah. This movie was mm-hmm. two hours and 20 minutes long. Miles Morales catapults across the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting his very existence. When the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles must re- redefine what it means to be a hero. So we have Shamik Moore as Miles Morales, uh, Gwen Stacy, no, sorry, Gwen Stacy, Hayley Steinfeld as Gwen Stacy. Brian Tyree Henry as Jeff Morales, uh, Luna Lauren Velez as Rio Morales, Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker, Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara, Jason Schwartzman as Spot, Issa Rae as Jessica Drew, um, that was the pregnant spider woman, uh, Daniel Kaluuya as Hobie Brown, that was Spider Punk, uh, 
Karan Sony as Pavita Prabhaka. That was uh, Peter Pan India. Uh, Shia Wigan yeah. as uh, George Stacy. Greta, Greta Lee as Lila. Mahashala Ali as Uncle Aaron. Uh, Amanda Stenberg as Margot Kess with Spider Bite. That was the one of the um, the like astro not astral projection, computer projection. Um, Gerard Jerome as Miles G Morales. I'm assuming that's the Miles from the alternative universe. Uh, Andy mm-hmm. Sam Andy Samberg as Ben Riley. Jack Quaid as Peter Parker and Rachel Dratch as Miss Webber. So obviously, like the 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 voice cast for this movie was absolutely stacked. Um, yeah, lots of talent. You could tell like they had a, a passion on the work with um, with all the you know lines that they had to deliver. Um, you could tell the different like Spider Man apart. Really cool to see. Um, right now, this is currently at a nine point one out of ten on IMDb. Um, that's got sixty four thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, ratings so that's pretty good um love to see it i'm gonna let i'm gonna let our guests go first so gospel give your surface over the surface views and then your rating okay no, so second i unmuted this boy got loud this is all good this is all good <laughs> That's what you know. What, yeah. We have a guest. We have a guest laying down the law. <laughs> Apologies. Apologies. All good. Um, no worries. He's not in trouble. He's just, he's just loud. That's all. Um. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was a very good film. It was an amazing film, actually. Um. For all the Spider-Man uh, fans out there, you need to go and watch it if you haven't seen it already. And also, as well, if you if the, if you if you're the type of person like me and like a lot of blurs out there and a lot of uh, people that like comics and like anime and like games and all that stuff you need to go and see these films where you like to see the little nuggets that they have in the films because those type of things that you see them in, in films like this and there's a lot of them in this film like i'm obviously i'm not going to spoil it we'll talk about that obviously later but there were certain things in this film that i looked at and i was like yeah i like the way how they put that in there um i think the storyline was really good um, I'm sure we'll get onto it, but I wasn't a big fan of the ending um, mm-hmm. in regards to how it ended mm-hmm. per se. But in regards to the film itself, it was it was fantastic. I felt like it was a nice nice follow up to to the first film. Um, I, I was about to say it, it. I was about to say it felt clunky in places in the sense that it didn't link to the first film, but mm-hmm. it kind of did. So. I'm wrong in saying that. I do think it did, it did link enough, but overall, it was it was a good film. I get, I do get worried certain times when I hear that there's gonna be a a uh, follow up film and then it doesn't live up to the hype. Mm. And there was a lot of hype over this film. Yeah. So when it came out and I and I saw what I saw, what I saw, and I saw a lot of the different things that they did. Like, I'm not gonna lie, having Spot as the villain did make me think. Mm, I mean. Could they have gotten a better villain? Yeah, a villain? yeah. I did think that. Mm. In the end, it did feel a little better for for two reasons. Um, one, Spot did end up feeling like like it was a bit more credible, like when it got near the end of the film. But also, as as we may or may not talk about, there was other things that happened near the end of the film that made me feel like okay, 
Spot being there was one thing, but other things that happened made it also feel quite credible as well. So it was, in that sense, it was good. It obviously helps as well in regards to if they choose to do a follow-up. So, yeah, man, I, I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know what I'd give it. Um, what's your rating again? Uh, bone, chicken. Bones, core chicken, half chicken, three piece, it wasn't bones. Whole, whole chicken. See, I don't know what it would be between a free chicken and a whole piece. <laughs> you, you, you got, you got pick one. I'd probably give whatever that would be. <laughs> you you got to pick one. Pick, you pick one. I'll give. I'll give it. I'll give it a free piece because I'm not the type of person that normally gives things four marks. Mm-hmm. So I will give it a free piece. But maybe, maybe I'll rewatch it and change my mind. I have to message you. Mm-hmm. But I think for now, I'll give it a free piece. It it was a good film, man. I I really enjoyed it. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I know go. I'm next. missing a lot of stuff though because I'm old. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go next. Um, I did feel, especially when Spot was introduced, um, I thought he was just gonna be like a side character that he's gonna beat up quickly and then we'll go on to the, the main villain. Um, so initially I wasn't impressed. I felt like his um, introduction of fight scene dragged on a little bit too long, was a little bit too stupid for what I was expecting to see. Like, obviously. I know it wasn't gonna be like some super super serious movie because obviously it's a, in the end it's like it's a kids like it's a kids film isn't it like for the most part but like you know I expected it to progress a little bit quicker and not be as stupid but as you mentioned earlier gospel like it did he did become a formidable enemy towards the end and um, it was very interesting to see how it goes moving forward um, I am not super versed in spider-man like that um but from what i've seen and what i do know it was cool to see all the different spider-men there was like bad like there was a spider t-rex and a spider cat do you know what i mean um and yeah you know, we saw a couple of different worlds um we saw a very good um cameo to link miles morales's universe in a sense with Tom Holland's universe. I think they also this time corrected it and called it universe one nine 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 or something like that. Um, so that was mm-hmm. cool to see. So hopefully at some point we could maybe get, you know, a full interaction with obviously not maybe necessarily this Mars Morales, but the Mars Morales in Tom Holland's universe. So that would be cool to see. Um, I really liked the relationship um, between Peter B. Parker, Gwen Stacy, and Miles, in the sense that like they chose not to see him to kind of like protect him in a sense. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I I like seeing May Parker. Um, I, I I can't wait for her to get out some fun antics in the second movie. Um, I while I was watching the movie, I forgot this was a part one of part two. But as the story mm-hmm. got on and I was like, we're about two hours and like, it doesn't feel like the story's any closer to wrapping up. Like, what's going on? And I was like, ah, I remembered. This is going to be a two-part movie. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, I didn't like where they ended it. Um, I think they should have ended it a little bit sooner and a little bit more of a uh, big, better cliffhanger. Um, and we'll go into that a little bit more detail once we've heard from Martin. Um, and, um, now 
I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch the first one, and I don't actually have the facilities to watch it in 3D. But like, I think the style they did that first movie, where it was like you could, it was like almost 3D without having to wear the glasses. That was something new, and that was a a style of animation that they, I think they created just for that movie. And it was a shame that it wasn't really in this movie, and they didn't capitalize by having 3D because. I'm not gonna lie, when it comes to, you know, like the the Spider-Man stuff, yeah, I feel like Sony needs the money because they ain't really done well on Morbius. You know, like this is gonna like this is gonna make money in it, but I think if they had that upcharge of 3D IMAX and all that stuff there, yeah, they could have made even more money and, and I think some of the visuals might have popped just that little bit nicer as well. Um But yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Uh, uh right now I'm I, I'm at whole chicken. Um, I was a bit like gospel where I was like, mm, was there enough for me to give it a free, like, what, did I not like it enough as a free piece? But like, for me, this is the, the, probably the only second movie that once I've seen, I was like, I want to go see that again. And, you know, some people are going to shit on this for that, but the only other movie that I want to see again is Fast X. So hopefully this week, I'm going to get a chance to see both of them in cinema again, but it's just a really well done movie. Um, the story, very well done. And we'll get into that a lot more um, once Martin's given his service view. So, Martin, service views and rating, please. Okay. Um, I really like this film. Uh, first and foremost, I'll give it a whole chicken. Nice. Um, what I like from it is that, first and foremost, I am a Spider-Man fan, massive Spider-Man fan. Um, I'm only, I'm probably, I mean, the, probably the second biggest, um, um, I guess, comic book series or comics that i i'm you know super involved with there's x-men so um this was this was absolutely amazing for me um i liked all the cameo uh the, all the cameos the various spider people that were there um you know all the, the easter eggs that were there i thought were spot on you know even even though we saw flashes of it and things like that um it was, it was enough to make me happy um the story i feel story is well done um it did very well in showing still showing uh miles morales's um i guess relationships and struggles as spider-man um um you know him as a teenager um maybe teenager slash young adult Mm -hmm. um still doing his um schooling think about going to uni two parents that have no idea who um who he is or is also ego uh, you know causes a lot of uh, friction between them um but the relationships um between each character i think is very well done it, it, nothing se- seemed out of place for me um the relationship between miles morales and gwen stacy between um both of them and Peter B. Parker, um, even though we had a new Spider-Man join, um, Spider-Punk, um, aka Hobie, um, I thought even though it's a new character, you could still feel that sort of relationship between all of them, you know, so I thought it was very, very well done. Um, I thought the pacing was also very good. Sometimes works like this can feel rushed. Other times it could feel very, very slow. But for me, I thought it was perfect because at no point in time did I ever feel bored or thought that a scene dragged. Um, and I didn't realize that there was a cliffhanger at the end. So it was a pleasant surprise for me because 
it sort of dawned on me that I'd been sitting in that in 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 the cinema for a while, um, and think to myself, how are they going to wrap it up? If they wrapped it up and sped up the that process, I'd be super annoyed. But I'm happy that the cliffhanger came at a time that it did. Um, and I'm 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 looking forward to the next one. Um, I think the next one's going to be just as good, if not better than than this one. Um, so that's my self. That's my third surface source, and that's my rating. Okay. Um, do you know what? Let's start. Let's start with the potentially controversial aspect of the movie in terms of the calf. Um, now, mm-hmm. one. Sometimes I love my brain because sometimes I guess how movies are going to go perfectly and uh, I called that he was in the wrong universe when he got sent back and I was happy I was revealed right on that. I personally feel when they revealed who the Prowler was in that universe, that should have been the the end point. That should have been the car for the movie. Like, that Same, I agree. is where I think it should have ended. And then the next movie should have started with us seeing what Gwen is doing in, in creating a team to go and help Miles save the day. Yeah. I, I, I personally think mm-hmm. that's where the movie should have ended. Um, Gospel just agreed. Mine, what, what, where do you think would have been, a, uh, if you, did you like where it ended or do you think that there would have been a, where I've played that would have been a better spot? I like how it ended because at that moment in time, we also knew that Gwen had just been left. Basically, basically, she'd been kicked out off of the off of the um, off the team. We know that she was in the Ultimate Universe, um, looking after uh, or protecting uh, Miles's family. Um, but she was pretty much alone, right? Maybe besides Hobie, um, who was there. Uh, with with uh, who who had helped her out as well, um, but we wouldn't have known what Gwen was doing had we not had that that um, that ending, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if in the uh, in a new film, if it had happened that way, where we're now seeing that she's created a team, I don't think it would have been as impactful as it was now because it ended with high stakes, right? Finding out that um, Master Rise is in, the, is in the wrong universe, seeing that he's basically alone, has no backup or like that, seeing Gwen in pretty much a similar light, um, I thought it was good to see that, you know, besides, despite the, the, the diversity, besides, in spite of the, um, of the troubles that she had, you know, being kicked off the team, being alone and standing other, Actually, she could rely on old allies, old and new allies, and I think it ended where it needed to end, rather than that being explained in the film. Because I don't, I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have sat there for 15 minutes with her saying, "Okay, cool, I've set up this team, and now, now we're gonna save him." I much rather the cliffhanger ended here. Then we see that journey into um, the into the team helping um, Miles. Yeah. Um, I did like the reveal of the Prowler. I I too thought that a Prowler would have been Miles Morales, especially when they spoke about him and his cane and his cane rules yeah. uh, being out. Yeah. The fact that he acted differently than um, 
the Miles Morales of Earth 42, 42 obviously hugging Uncle Aaron. Um, and then actually seeing that it was um, Miles Morales who had killed um, killed his version, well, his variant, his dad variant. Um, it's something that I knew would be the case um, with the Prowler of doing that. Um, and because it's also a very dark universe, I thought it, was, I thought it just felt bleak because, you know, the no father time, that he was to save is the father that was lost in this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that version of um, Miles Morales was supposed to have been Spider-Man, but, you know, because of those events, it led to him becoming the Prowler instead. But, and you could see how real that would have been for Miles Morales if he himself ended up the way he did, because I'm sure, um, um, I guess, maybe not evidence, maybe not the evidence shows, but it shows clearly that if he had been bitten by the spider from the alternate universe, um, then he himself would have, he was destined to become the Prowler, but instead it sort of just swapped with the uh, 32 uh, Miles Moranis. So again, that was a pretty good one, um, okay, a pretty well, good uh, reveal. So I think, I think it ended where it needed to end. That's, that's an interesting point in saying that if he didn't get bit by the spider in his universe, that he may have become the prowler in in his world. Yeah, in every Spider-Man, in every universe, there needs to be one Spider-Man. So if one dies, it, um, they need to be replaced, essentially. Yeah, no, no, I, um, I hear that, but I'm just saying that the fact that you uh, think that if Miles wasn't bit by his spider that made him Miles, um, made him Spider-Man, yeah. that he would have, because obviously his uncle was the prowler at that point. Yes. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yes. <laughs> Nana's like, oh, interesting. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's an interesting point. Very interesting point. Um, all right, so I'm mm. going to go next to um, the the two mentions of the MCU's um, universe. So um, in Doctor Strange, it was labelled, I think, as 616. Uh, even though previously uh, we had been told in like some Marvel um, booklet or something that was world one nine 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 recurring forever or whatever. Um, um, in fact, Miguel O'Hara does say that 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 Doctor Strange is Earth one nine 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 nine. Yeah, because he mentioned something about that nerdy boy and that Doctor Strange screwing up the multiverse, and then we also get- yeah the cameo of Donald uh, Donald Glover's Prowler in one of the Prowl, uh, mm-hmm. not Prowler prisons, in one of the jail, dimen- jail cells. Yeah, jail cells where um, criminals from different dimensions have been apprehended and are waiting to be sent back to their proper universe. Um, so again, yeah. that, that was a, you know, not a big cameo, not a massive big deal, but for those that know, like, you know in it. And um, <laughs> I thought that it was Oh, would you want to say something? It could be a big deal later on down the line. Oh, yeah, it could be a big deal later down the line in the um, Spider-Man movies going forward. Um, especially, you know, that's confirmed, obviously, that they, they're keeping Donald Glover involved, which is great to see. Um, obviously, because, um, one, he kind of inspired Miles Morales in the first place. And obviously, when he was younger, people wanted him to play uh, Miles Morales. But obviously, he's now a bit too old to play Miles. So having him play his uncle is perfect. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a fitting mm-hmm. tribute, per se. Um, yeah, I like that as well, because 
I think also his way of saying, yes, we're going to do this with the Prowler being there. And how they'll do it, we don't know. But um, we do we do know that, yes, Dog Lover is, well, we saw Dog Lover as Uncle Aaron um, in, um, was it far, not far from home. It was, um, oh, I thought it was the second part, wasn't it? Was it? Was it the second one? Or was it the maybe, first one? Oh, maybe it was homecoming. Maybe it was homecoming. I felt like it was homecoming. I felt like it was the first one. Because mm. I had that. Yeah. I was thinking that as well. I can't remember. Yeah, I reckon homecoming. I think it's homecoming too. So, the name like Uncle Aaron, you know that he's going to be the prowler anyway. But knowing how the live action adaptations of films go, that may have not been the case. But I'm happy to see that it was, and he was in his um, outfit. So I'm expecting the new Spider-Man film with uh, Tom Holland to be, to go in as in a direction where we see him as the Prowler. Sorry, where we see Donald Glover as the Prowler. Mm, so that was a good reveal. Yeah. Um, also, let's speak of live action uh, stuff. I did also like that we saw Tobey Maguire's uh, Spider-Man, yep. obviously Uncle Ben dying. We saw the Maze of Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield's um, Uncle Ben dying. Um, so, so Gwen Stacy again, not yeah, Gwen Stacy exactly for uh, when he was uh, kind of so not Uncle Ben, um, when he was crying over uh, Captain Stacy, yeah, so he saw that as well. Um, I goes to show that actually, in that in that universe, you had Uncle Ben dying, obviously, him taking the mantle of Spider Man, and then Captain Stacy dying mm. again, being uh, being a, a real hard hit to him, um. The reason why I'm bringing those up is because in one of the scenes we see um, like a, a shrink, Spider Man, and he's also in a session with another Spider Man, and other Spider Man's like, "Oh, this is so tra- this is um, my uncle Ben died," and goes, "Let me guess, that was a very traumatic experience." Blah blah. So the, it shows that there's a commonality between all the Spider People. Um, I say spider I say spider people because also you do have spider women as well, Gwen Stacy being spider ghost or ghost spider. Mm. Um you do have uh Jessica Drew, um Spider Woman. You do have other spider women as well, so that's that's why I mentioned that. Um obviously um the I think it's um Miss Weber, um that kind of thing. So anyway, they all they've all been through a very traumatic experience. There's one that even Miguel O'Hara says where, you know, this I think it's called a canon event needs to take yeah. place. Canon yeah. meaning that it has um, it's an event that is supposed to happen yeah. in that universe. I guess another way of describing it is if it doesn't happen, it ends up being you end up creating um uh a variant uh time event. Mm-hmm. Um which is what we see in the Loki series. Um, and it's also one where, um, especially with, um, especially with, um, variants, um, they're not just, they, not, they exist outside the main timeline, which yeah. is supposed to be the 616 universe. Can, can, can I just add, um, can I, can I just add that we saw, like, so it's all that. you know, um, in Loki when they did the, the timelines and the branches, and it was blue. And yes, we see the tree. Instead of it being a circle, we see a tree. Yeah, we we see that. We see that as well. With things branching off as well. So, you know, it, it seems. Yeah. Like in, it seems like in this movie, Sony proper collaborated with Disney to make sure certain things fit in line pretty well. Yeah, definitely. And this whole film for me reminds me of a story called um, 
I think it's the web of destiny mm-hmm. where we see again a whole bunch of um spider spider people variants spider variants um across the multiverse and um again it's another it's another big time event where um there's there's a family of essentially um hunters for lack of a better word hunters that go around killing spider people spider totems is what they're referred to as um which basically unravels the the multiverse because but believe it or not spider-man everyone who's a spider person is actually super important to their universes um so again that 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 all just uh, came back to me um i want to reel off my my favorite um spider people appearances just because um i mean i'm not gonna read i mean there's a whole host of spider people just just to yep. just i mean just out there a whole host of them i don't know i can't remember what the name was called but i'll call it a, the citadel right a citadel full of spider people from every universe um obviously one of them being miguel o'hara who is uh spider-man 2099 um again absolutely amazing spider-man he loves to no he loves to but um he is thrust into a future world or let me start again he comes from a future world where again he gets bitten by a spider um he gets um web coin abilities superhuman strength but he and also he has the fangs which we see in um in the film he develops fangs um but he does have a spider sense and because the te- technology run um civilization he has lila his help which also doubles up as his sort of spider sense for him um alerted into their environments and things like that and he also has a uh, photosensitivity which means that his light his eyes i believe he's able to see in the dark or maybe bright lights um throw him off so there's that as well yeah um Next to our lights was uh, Jess Drew, not to be confused with Jessica Drew. She is this Jess Drew is from Earth um, 404. Um, so this is the black uh, spider woman who is obviously pregnant with Miguel O'Hara's uh, kid. So Wait, again, whoa, very, very. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Yeah. She said there was some. Wait, she mentioned her previous boyfriend. She didn't mention. Okay. That's um that's big old kid. <laughs> yeah. Mad. She did say that that she's uh she was pregnant with uh Big Old Horror's uh kid in the film. No, she um, didn't. Just Drew is a bit Jessica Drew is a bit different from normal spider people in the sense that she wasn't bitten by a spider to gain her powers. It was actually uh uh for lack of again, for lack of a better word, a chemical event which made which you know left her um i think it was uranium or something like that mm. which left her in um she has to put in a stasis pod um injected with the blood of a spider instead of a spider bite okay. um and that's how she be that's how she gained her power so um for anyone who's confused about just good just good drew how she gained the powers that's how she gained the power so she's a bit of an anomaly in that sense um other spider people i like um i mean one of my favorite spider people was also uh pavita uh Prabhakar who is Spider-Man India. Um, I really liked the scene that he was in where, um, you know, uh, this they, they sat down in a coffee shop, you know, as they do the introduction, sat down in a coffee shop and he, um, or tea shop, whatever it's called. Um, Miles calls, uh, well, Miles refers to tea as chai tea and uh, um, Pavita was saying, no, we are saying tea tea. You mean, because obviously chai in, um, 
it, chai is literally tea. It means it means tea. Yeah. So I like the joke where it said, um, "Oh, how do you like your how was it? How's your tea? Tea? Would you like your? Um, I think would you like it with milk? Milk and that kind of thing? Yeah. Because obviously well, latte well, is milk in in other language in yeah. other languages. So also that that joke started from when Miles was like, I don't understand why people say ATM machine because the M. Um, Exactly, and he was like, you don't, you wouldn't yeah. say ATM, you wouldn't say machine, machine. Say and that ATM carried on. So that, yeah, that, exactly. that was funny. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was really good. Um, you know, I, I was, I really liked uh, uh, Spider Man India, and also I think his, um, uh, I guess fighter style, the way he travels, is unique as well because he uses his bangles, and those bangles are like you know the toys that you, you have with yeah, um that design in the middle of a string that kind of thing yeah so we see him using it we see him use it to fight we use it for, you see him using it for web slinging um so again that was unique it gave it a unique spider-man um next one is herbie brown spider-punk um this guy is just super cool um i thought he was one of the coolest spider-man spider-man ever um he's a character who i really didn't use in the in the um insomniac spider-man game but i did enjoy his on-screen appearance um, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Just, just, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, his like anti-fascism and fuck the government kind of got on my nerves a little bit. There was a bit too much at point. I man. loved it, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you know we're two different people. I absolutely loved yeah. it. I was like, yeah, fuck the government. Um, I, you know, I so I really, I really liked it. It's a bit too much for me. But yeah. yeah. Um, there are also a few other Spider-Man men who who we see. I'm not gonna reel all of them off. But um, if you if I was played in Subject Spider-Man game, a lot of the Spider people in uh in that game will be you'll see them in this mm-hmm. so there's canon spider-man mm-hmm. um there's there's ben riley spider-man or scarlet spider who's a clone of peter parker mm-hmm. um we see spider-man unlimited which is a cgi'd um um spider-man uh series like, i think it's called disney plus okay. um well, it had a very short it had about it had about it had only one season in it but it was so one, one season um, about 12 or 13 episodes yeah yeah but i mean i what for what, what when i watched it i enjoyed it as well um it was like good Spider-Man. yeah yeah um we see bombastic Bagman again someone who is in the in the game um or who you can um uh Just change your skin to in the game and last one I'm going to mention is Mayday Parker or May May Parker, who is Spider-Man's or Peter Parker's of six one six Peter Parker's daughter, um, um, whose mom is is MJ. I'm the same MJ we see at um, see in um, the first um, Into Spider-Verse film. So again, I thought it was pretty cool seeing Peter Parker as a dad, um, and also. Um, just the fact that we get to see her go on, go on these adventures with obviously Mary me. Jane telling him to not be, not to not to not have her in fights and things like that. So I thought it was a pretty cool dynamic. Do you know? Do you know um, who, who I don't think I know? And I don't know if you did either. If we had seen um, mm-hmm. the nineties animated Spider Man. So I think we did see him. Okay, I must. So. Was it was it the nineties? Was it? I think we saw. I don't know if it's the eighties. We saw the eighties Spider Man, mm-hmm. who as you're swinging through the through the um, Citadel to stop Miles Morales, he ended up freezing, and also that shows that it's it's this pain thing where um, I don't know if you I don't know if you remember this, but uh, what he does is that in the cartoons he literally 
throw, shoots up one web and that web one web takes him through the entire city swinging left and right through the entire yeah. city so i think i was a play on that okay. um we see spectacular spider-man from the spectacular spider-man series i think it was in the 2000s um yeah, there's so many more spider people. I mean, I'm sure if you mention them, I'll um, I'll uh, be able to say something about them. Um, so we, um, we, and well, we, I thought what we got, like I said, I mentioned earlier, we got a spider T Rex, we got a spider cat, um, mm-hmm. the, the spider, yeah, spider car, which is really cool to see. Yeah, the we buggy. Saw, we saw the spider cowboy and the spider horse. That was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What else did we see? We saw the Lego Spider Man. Um, mm-hmm. The Mangaverse Spider-Man. Okay, I don't, I don't think I spotted that one. All right. Yeah, the the, the anime one. I think um, we saw the Iron Spider armor. Yeah, we see Iron Man Spider armor. Yep. Um, can't think of any more. Um, I think we see we see Lost Stand Spider-Man. This is where an H. P. L. Parker. Um, I don't know who that one is. I so. think we see. Yeah, obviously we see Andrew Garfield Spider Man, Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if if anyone else comes um, comes to mind right now. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's a Mary Jane Spider Man in there somewhere, um, Spider Woman in there somewhere. Um, I know she does become a Spider Man at one point. Mm. Um, but again, just cameo appearances, which I which I absolutely loved. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to move on. And talk about the um move off from the spider people talk more about the relationships. Okay. Because I think the relationships that came through in this film was, was again well, I think was done in such a good way. Um firstly, we know that Miles really likes Gwen. Yeah. So and she and obviously it left her, she left an impression on him so much so that you know he could stop drawing up drawing her. He got um, that. Uh, he wanted that snow bunny. <laughs> he wanted that so, snow bunny. Exactly. So seeing her come back, obviously, even if they're going to be romantically involved, it's just the fact that you know he he's seen a good friend again who he thought he was never going to see, and um, knowing that the reason why she didn't see him was because also also to protect him mm-hmm. and um again not under, not again with miles Morales, you can understand from his point of view not understanding it um you know if she had the she had the power to do it didn't come to see him once that kind of thing um if i know that's what the other spider men did spider people did so um all that was just it was just it was just very very good um i like how peter parker 616 peter parker is still seen it's still the mental uh to him um you have um, the relationship between, like I said, between um, Miles Morales and his mom and dad. Obviously, dads, to be fair, both parents are for to figures, but the fact that um, we see how, we see how um, um, Miles's dad thinks about Miles when he's talking to um, Miles Morales in, in, in costume, um, you know, knowing that he loves him. Um, but you know he's afraid for him to grow up, that kind of thing. Um, he doesn't want to ruin his life. You know, like something that that, that parents 
I guess I only want to do um, what's right for the for the kids, which is that you know they never have to struggle for anything. They can live their lives to the fullest, that kind of thing, and just trying to protect him and guide him as much as possible. We see that from both parents, and obviously parents feel like they're losing him because Miles is late to things, he forgets things, and for any parents, they'll be thinking that the kids try to be a little deviant or they're getting mixed up in something they shouldn't. Yeah. Of course, Miles shouldn't be getting mixed up in, 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 in super, super villains and that kind of thing, but he is Spider-Man. Um, so much so that even the revelation to his mom that he is Spider-Man, for example, ends up, obviously ends up being the wrong mom because he's in the wrong universe. But that whole relationship of telling someone that he's Spider-Man, someone outside of... Um, of them being a spider person themselves. Um, I thought that was, that was pretty good. And the reason why there's so much um, uh, pushback for him to tell him is because Gwen literally told her dad that she's spider. Well, in fact, yeah, she revealed that she was a uh, ghost spider to, to her dad and her dad still tried to arrest her. So there was that. So you can see just how intricate the relationships are. And they the creators did a very good job, in my opinion, of just you know just bringing all that to the forefront um or to the fore every time a parent child spoke with each other you can see the difference um um you can, you can see you know the, you can feel that i feel anyway the real emotions between between them i thought it was done in a very succinct way and i feel i feel like this will um have a, a slightly different feel for those that can um understand spanish as well because they didn't subtitle what the mm. mom was saying whenever she was speaking Spanish, so that'll be a, uh, interesting to see um, when this finally comes out on DVD. Um, I say DVD, Blu-ray, or streaming, or whatever. Um, if mm. they do, then subtitle those parts in. Um, so yeah, yeah. Ah, do you know, speak of Spanish. I was on. You remind me of something. I was going to ask you a question actually, but go on, you first. Yeah. So it was interesting that Miles was he had A's and everything. Except for Spanish. <laughs> let's, now, see, let's see. Let's see if he picks up on what I think. Right? Oh, I think he's gonna pick up on God. All right. Now, two things. Firstly, he's not sending his lessons because he is Spider Man. So he reckons I speak Spanish. You know, I speak at home all the time. Therefore, I can skip on his lesson. No, for what yeah. that can I can make up for it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But secondly, the Spanish spoken in um, ex Spanish colony is different from Spanish being spoken in Spain, for example. So when people are taught Spanish in um, in a lot of schools, it's not the sp- local Spanish speaking side. It's actually the, um, sp- the actual Spanish uh, from Spain that is, is taught. Because of that, and because of differences in how the language is has, has changed, developed over time, yeah. Um, you can see that um, there, there are also different ways of speaking it, which is why he's probably getting a B on it as well, because, um, you know, sentence structures change, uh, uh, vary. Um, it will not be grammatically correct in terms of, um, you know, spoken Spanish or written Spanish in Spain, mm-hmm. but it would be grammatically correct for um, people, say, I think, um, Puerto, Puerto Rico, um, etc. Um, similarly to how um portuguese in brazil is spoken differently from portuguese in portugal so that was that was that as well um hey gospel did i uh did i did i get that did i did i say what you what you thought? no i 
No, I I I, I agreed with everything you said. I, I know that as well. I wasn't, but I wasn't even thinking about that to be honest. What I was thinking, mm-hmm. and I know I know it's not the same thing, but I did think this when it happened. But I think it was Gwen. I could be wrong, but I think it was Gwen. She had all A's as well in everything she was doing, but she's got B's in English. It's a very similar. Mm-hmm. It was a similarity thing to what. Um, Mark Morales had where he had A's and everything but had the B or B plus whatever it was in Spanish and she had A's and everything yeah. but had the B or B plus in English I know it's, not, I know it's different things because they're in but even if you're English you might not necessarily write or um, the have the proper English. literature write, write English properly in the English language because the English language is crap that is very true <laughs> but she had B's in it and being English as well so I just figured that I just found, I just found that a nice little like reference to the same thing that Martin Myers was doing as well. So, and I think it's partially yeah. because she probably skipped their sentence too. So, I nah, know, maybe I, I, I picked up on that. Yeah, that's that. Do you know what? Yeah, you could, yeah, you could, you could very well be, be right in that. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's 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 a, that's a good that's also a good observation. All right, so one, what this is the thing yeah. I was going to ask you, Martin, if you noticed, because I didn't even notice at all. Um, Mm. Someone in the leftover army brought it up, and I've forgotten where I. I literally just pulled it up so that I can say the person's name. Um, but he basically said mm. that he was he was he was interested to see why um, it was uh, Jefferson Jefferson. Um, yeah, it, it, they he was called Jeff Morales yeah. and not um, Jefferson Davies. Uh, I don't know whether. That was something mm-hmm. that was highlighting the first movie or not. I haven't see, seen that first movie since it came out. Um, but from, you know, we have Google nowadays. Supposedly, um, Jefferson Davis switched his name to Jefferson Morales because the president of the Confederate States of, State of America had the same name and he wanted to avoid having that certain yeah. name. So, fair enough. So, that answers that question. Uh, with a quick yeah, review. no, it's good. Did, did you notice that? Um, I think. In this as well, um, I know I didn't pick. I didn't pick up on that. I didn't pick up on that at all. Um, but it's it's interesting. It's a nice way of showing that um, Spider Man is still very relevant to society, right? Um, and it says that. So um, when I watch Spider Man, the reason why I love Spider Man so much is because I think Spider Man Peter Parker is a relatable character. Um, relatable because you can imagine being a teenager going to school you know have to deal with your own teenage problems and then you get bitten by a spider that gives mm-hmm. you superpowers they can do one of two things right or you can do maybe one of three things you can either decide to do nothing you can decide to be a villain um and use your powers to um to uh you know right. rob people yeah. um you know fight steal whatever the case is or you can use it to um uh, you can use it for good, um, you know, become a vigilante or join some sort of police force or all that kind of thing. Um, so that's why I find Rachel because to be, to have such a moral standard to say, I'm not going to do bad. I'm going to try to do good no matter how hard it is. I think it's something that's admirable. Right. And me personally, I don't know. I may be corrupted by my powers and say, screw it. I'm just going to do, I'm just going to do me. Right. Um, you do get spider people that do that as well. Um, and it's nice to see that even with Miles Morales, it's still very much the case that he too could have gone down that route um, of being of being uh, of being a villain. The fact that we see him as the Prowler in Earth Forty Two is a clear example of that. Um, 
And the reason why I bring this up is because when, again, when it comes to uh, Davis, uh, Jefferson Davis, Davis Jefferson, right? Um, and him changing his name to Morales. Um, we also noticed that in the introduction to Spider-Man India, yeah. he actually says that, oh, here's the building that the British stole our stuff from as well, right? That line was So funny. again, it's just reminding people that <laughs> that line was fucking yeah. Nice. So it shows that it's um, it's yeah, I mean it's, it's it's very it's very relevant. You know what I mean? People across across the world have you know some sort of um, I think thing to 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 mention about about their lived experiences and whatnot. Yeah. Um, which is which I think Spider Man to be fair is it's a good role model in terms of how to manage your your life um, as as a teenager as an adult responsibilities that kind of thing. Um, yeah, which is why I'm such a massive fan of him. I think I I relate most. This is why I think I relate when I watch um, Marvel stuff. I relate more to Marvel than DC because Marvel feels just it hits home for me more than more than DC stuff. Um, I've actually found my list of things that I want to I want to mention as well. So um, a few another Easter egg that we saw a couple of Easter eggs we saw. Um, we see uh, Genki is playing the Somnex Spider Man when um, yeah. Miles comes yeah. through yeah. the through the window. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cool. It's also cool because we see in Somnex Spider Man in a Citadel as well. Yeah. So um, not only is he shown twice, but I think it's like um, a bit of a conundrum because you're playing the video game that he's in, but he's also at the Citadel. So. You saw sort of taking him out of his universe and into the into the Citadel. So I thought that was interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, he wouldn't necessarily that doesn't necessarily mean that he disappears from all video games necessarily, but that was pretty cool. Um, we see the um, we spot the Venom's universe. Oh, sorry, spot is the Venom in the Venomverse yep. um, as he's as he's traveling through dimensions. So again, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, there was a sign that. Had a different Earth dimensions. One of them was six one six. One of them was nineteen oh seven. I can't remember off the top of my head what nineteen oh seven is, um, but I thought that was Earth nineteen oh seven. But I thought that was pretty cool. Um, um, oh yeah, I mentioned that as as I was going through the through the film as well. I mentioned that um, Gwen was on first name basis with uh, with uh, Miles's mom and dad. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, is that a white person thing? Yeah. <laughs> just call them by the yeah. first name because I would never, I would say Miss blah, blah, yeah. or Mr. Blah, blah. And then if they correct me and say, actually, we prefer to be called by our first names, then I'll do it. But never on a, on a first name basis with anyone's, um, with anyone's parents. I mean, I'm 30 and I'm still very much the thought that I'm address you as, if you're, if you're my friend's parents, especially, I will address you as such until you, you correct me. Mm-hmm. Um, we see um, those the upside down kiss scene on in the tower uh, that the spot was on. Um, I thought that was I thought that was uh, interesting. Um, this is this is when um, uh, Miles Morales was invisible and Gwen was looking in his direction. She didn't sense him, but um, of course that scene there is very iconic from the Tobey Maguire first Tobey Maguire Spider film. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, yeah, I thought that was just to see. Um, Let's see. Uh, let's see. I think, uh, to be fair, I think that's about it, really. Um, I had something, but I've forgotten it now. Yeah, great film. What's expected a part two? Um, 
Oh, actually, one last thing. One last thing. Um, I can't remember what her name is, but the digital um, spider woman, the one that was um, in the room operating the machines, yeah. yet she's at home in her universe, um, almost almost using the Citadel like a, like a, for, for like a VR thing. Um, her spider sense and Peter's spider sense, sorry, not Peter's, Miles' spider sense was at the same time, but it was a different color, right? Not a color to represent danger, but almost like a zing. <laughs> um, it reminds me of a line of story where I think, I think it's also, um, um, uh, what's it? I, I mentioned it earlier on, um, the web of destiny storyline mm-hmm. where there's a character called the bride and the bride is a spider person, but, she sets off Peter Parker. So every time they're in close, close proximity, they just get really horny for each other. Oh, and it's um, it's a line of story that he's supposed to be destined to be with this to be with this with this chick and you know produce a, a kid who's blah blah. Um, not really destined in the way that um, he's destined to be Mary Jane, but she's there. Mm-hmm. Um, as sort of his his mate in inverted commas. So I thought it was interesting to see this happen to uh, Miles as well. So I don't know if there's something there, but or if that'll be explored more in another film, I doubt it will be. But I thought that was interesting to see that that connection there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Before I ramble on anymore, um, again the the thought came back to me, but I forgot it again. Oh wait, no, it keeps coming. It keeps going. Damn it! Hopefully, it comes back to me again. Um, but so the next movie is going to be coming out in 20 oh I remember what I say I stand with Miguel O'Hara Miguel is right Miles needs to grow up stop being a kid and understand the ramification of his actions like he nearly destroyed one universe yeah we don't need more universes destroyed I get that it's his dad I get that he's young but he needs to like me personally I hope the second movie there isn't a happy ending I hope Miles does everything he can, yeah, and either his dad still dies, yeah, or they flip the script and his mom dies instead. No, no, that's to make a villain of himself. I love No, it. no, I normally <laughs> like a, I know like a happy ending, innit? but for this one, yeah, he's been too stupid, innit? Like, I, and again, like I said, I get all the emotional weight, you know, he's young, he thinks he can save everybody, but we've already seen in his universe that he couldn't save his uncle. Um, and then didn't someone yeah, but then but but that's why the argument would be wouldn't that be his emotional weight no because you've got, you got to think as well right because you've got to think right even though I hear that argument and I do I do actually agree to an extent mm. but the argument I always bring to people is you don't necessarily know how you we can all we can all shout and rave and say we're gonna we're gonna do this if, if this happens I'm gonna do this I'm yeah. gonna do that we could all shout and say that but the problem is we don't actually know how we're gonna react until we're actually in oh, that yeah, situation no, 100%, 100%. yeah and not only not only is he now in that situation but he's what is he 15 there or is he what 16 17 now he's older now he's 15 there right yeah, yeah. He was fifteen there, yeah. yeah and I just so said that he's, a he's kid. behaving as a kid. Yeah, huh? and I said that. But this was this. Yeah, so, no, no. So I'm, me, not, I'm not disagreeing with yeah. that. So on. So for me as but, an observer, it's the I can't remember whatever the theory is, but it's the you know kill one to save millions or save that one person you loved, and it's like you've got to have the weight of the millions on you, and he's not thinking that. And like I said, like 
obviously Miguel's experience because he fucked up as well and like he's he's going through um a personal experience that look it could be potentially catastrophic like even if there's a 1% chance that it's successful is it worth the 99% chance that you could actually destroy your entire universe and multiple universes out there yeah, here's the way yeah, I see go on go on go on, go on. I'll, no, I'll I'll I was going to say that all that I agree with that. Yeah. Mm. I agree with the fact that in regards to saving, do you save the one mm. and potentially harm the millions or do you let the one die so the millions can live? Yeah. I get all that argument. It's, just, it's, it's the same concept of war in it. Yeah. Like, do you have to potentially kill somebody that you don't want to kill as a result of saving a whole nation? Mm. Like, I get the argument. I get the basis. My thing is, He's the one in the situation. Yeah, He's yeah, the yeah. one that wants that wants to make sure that his his parent does not die. Mm-hmm. And I get and that that's the argument I'm trying to make. Is he's in that situation. Mm-hmm. Also, you've got to remember all the other Spider Men. They can all happily not happily, but they can all say, "Yeah, like this needs to happen. Like that needs to happen to make sure that the balance the balance of the universe is intact." Mm-hmm. So all these Spider Men can say that. But the problem is, all these Spider Men have gone through it. So all these Spider Men, none of none of them are in that situation he's hold in on. where they can say, Yeah, nah, I wanna save hold, my Uncle Ben. Hold on, hold I wanna on, save hold, uh, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Gwen's in say? that situation. Uh-huh. Gwen, Gwen is in that situation. Her dad is destined to die, and that's one of the reasons why Miguel didn't no, want to take No, it. no, no, it's not. No, she's not. What she was, mean? she was, mm-hmm. but then the dad didn't the dad isn't the dad retired now. So she's not in that situation anymore. But again, that's so not, it's just that, my man. It's just it's just Miles. So so again, that was something that I was thinking about when I was watching it. Yeah, does it mean that if if Miles' dad quits being a captain, he gets to live? Because just because he quit being a potentially captain doesn't mean that he doesn't still die. Yeah, no, um, I, get, I, think no, I hear that between two universes because the Gwen uh, Stacy, the spider, the ghost spider of of that we see in this film, her dad doesn't die, but Gwen Stacy, where she's not ghost spider in the amazing spider-man universe um she ends up he ends up dying um and also she's not she's not um you know spider gwen in that one yeah, that's so what, there that's is that saying. like we, we don't know what's going to happen to her universe because we've not seen that so once she's found out she may have already accepted that her father is destined to die because the way i took it is that everyone has to have an uncle ben moment and everyone also has to have a captain stacy moment and again, like I said, in Gwen's universe, her dad, who's Captain Stacy, is still alive. So after she's left him still as captain, she know she knew that in her universe he was eventually going to die. And that's why Mal said, But isn't your dad a captain? And that's why she looked sad and she was like, Yes, because she's accepted the fate that at some point, no matter what she does, her dad is going to die. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. What I am going to say is yeah. that I understand what Miguel is saying, that there's nothing he can do. Yeah. But the whole point of Spider-Man is that he tries anyway to save him, right? To say to save, to save his dad, to save Uncle Ben, to save whoever else, right? Yeah. There's no point this happening and a Spider-Man just sits back and lets it happen. Yeah. For a simple fact of if you don't go through that journey, you don't become a better person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't go through that journey of struggling to to um, save that person and then realizing that 
I've lost not only my uncle Ben, my dad, whoever else, but I've tried to do it again. And it's, that's the same thing. So it's almost like a recurrent thing that teaches you that you can't save everyone, but you still do your best to save as many people as possible. Yeah, it's fair. that thing of a great, great power comes great, great responsibility. Yeah, so I'm not going to sit on my laurels and just let it happen. I'm still going to try to do the best I can. Even if the person closest to me ends up dying, I still have to try and save them. And that's mm-hmm. that journey, which I think Miles used to go through and Miguel is basically rubbing him off and the other spider people are rubbing him off because if none of this was to happen, if, if there was no across the Spider-Verse, right? If every Spider-Person was in their own respective universe and stuff like that and no one told of this, they'd still have to go through that journey of, of losing close people to them mm-hmm. in order to become better or to stay true to Uncle Ben or their mental system, which is you know either with great power must come great responsibility mm-hmm. or not being corrupted because you failed x amount of times um an example being the andrew garfield spider-man that we see in um um is it not no way home what's the what's, what's the last one again uh, um oh damn it but the third tom holland film yeah the, what, it was no way home. um far from home yeah but yeah, no way home. There's no way home. Thank you. I was right. <laughs> um, we see what happens to Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. He says, well, he stopped He stopped holding his punches. He stopped pulling his punches. Mm. Um, and he became the Spider-Man that kills, right? Um, but it took Tobey Maguire's Peter to tell him that, or to sort of help him redeem himself. And the fact that he also saved an, an, an MJ, not of his universe, mm. but, you know, saving a loved one, helped redeem him as well so he started to go through that through that journey of of lost he lost uncle ben he lost captain stacy mm. um he couldn't let that happen to another loved one of peter parker in this case um, mary jane so he went through that journey so i think that's what miles is going to go through whether miles miles is probably going to feel like something like you said nana i agree with you that one of his parents is going to die he mm. maybe flipped on and said it not be his dad it may be his mum yeah. and I do have a feeling, feeling that it's going to be his mum because his mum feels like the person who the more emotional, he most gravitates yeah, the towards the more emotional impact like obviously we've seen exactly like the first movie was more his dad second movie is more his mum but like that that weight mm. Mm. I think for the audience as well that weight of that loss like they're basically going to be kind of doing what they did in, in um, Father and where um, um, Aunt May died instead as well and that was like his mm-hmm. Uncle Ben moment that we got to see on TV on on like uh, on on screen. Um, I think as I think as well because the dad that the dad died in the other universe too, so yeah. it could be it could be, be possible nice that fit. they flip it around. Mm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, that's why I think as well. It'll be it'll be the mum that ends up dying. Mm. Um, but still, it will be a teachable moment for him because he's already lost Uncle Aaron. And Uncle Aaron told him to keep going, yeah. right? Yeah. That lesson sticks with him even now because he's the only Spider-Man in the Citadel trying to escape that destiny to, to turn, you know, people tell him like, for example, Miguel's telling him, no, you can't do this, blah, blah. Miguel could be absolutely right. Mm. But Miguel is also wrong in a sense that, like I said, he's robbing him of experiencing that as a Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one can say to someone, oh, your Uncle Ben's going to die. Sit back. No, I'm going to try to save Uncle Ben. And through me losing him, Maybe tries to save him. I then learn a lesson. Um, in a similar way to how a parent will tell the child not to do something, 
So the child is thinking, why can't I do this? Yeah, they're oh, because I remember doing it in my foot. I remember doing it when I was younger, or I remember, you know, doing this and if it went badly for me. So I don't want to happen to you. So I'm going to, you know, protect you from that experience. Yeah. But I could say, well, that's you. One, it may not be me. The exact same thing can happen, right? They cause a mess up. But at least now the child has gone through that experience and they know not to do it because they know at least blah, blah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. A stick is stick, like sticking uh, your, your finger in, uh, in a switch, right? <laughs> I'm not saying now, now I'm not saying that that happens, but I'll give you an example, right? In Ghana, I had a very, very bad TV, right? They used to electrocute me when I moved the scar plug, right? And it took me a while to realize that, and it maybe it took me a while, it took me, after, after getting electrocuted a few times, I realized that one, <laughs> I need to actually see what I'm doing so that I don't end up getting electrocuted by this TV, right? My dad would say, don't do it, blah, blah, blah. But now that I experienced it, I know not to do that. Right. Um, if you see a dog barking at you, you may not understand dogs and this, that, and the other. I got bitten by a dog. <laughs> I know why I got bitten by the dog. At a time, no one told me that don't go near a, a, a female dog that's just given birth because to be super protective of their kids. The, the dog doesn't know you, blah, 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 blah. I didn't know that. No one told me that. Mm. But when the dog bit me, I was even upset, but I realized that, ah, that it's, she's just being a mother, protecting her, protecting her, her puppies. Yeah. So, it wasn't vicious by either. It was a nip to say, don't do that, right? Yeah, and that was it. A fuck off. So, yeah, <laughs> in, that, in that experience, <laughs> let Miles go through, through through his experience. No, that's fair. That's fair. Well, the sequel, Beyond the Spider-Verse, will be coming out in March 2024. Um, right now, I'm, I'm not going to speculate on what's going to happen in this movie. But like I said, I do want it to kind of have a, oh, a, a, yeah. a an unhappy ending. I don't, I don't want it to get wrapped up in a nice little bow everything's right do you know what I mean like I said I nah I, I, it, it I, will, like I said it will be bittersweet do you know it will be sick yeah and obviously very very bad yeah but imagine if Gwen Stacy mm-hmm. dies instead Sp- Spider Gwen oh that would be mad <laughs> Spider Gwen dies yeah that would be so that would be because mad me personally I thought that um, Peter B. Park was gonna die like if I like, I, I even said that to you in the mm-hmm. cinema I was like oh I can see Peter B. Parker sacrificing himself for Miles. Because when he was like, ah, oh, um, you know, you're the reason why like, I've got this daughter, I want my daughter to be just like you. And then mm. I was like, ah, oh, he's going to sacrifice himself for Miles. So maybe he does in the second movie, in, in the third movie. Who knows? But like I said, right now for me, I don't want it to get, all, get wrapped up in a happy bow. Yeah. Either the mom needs to die, the dad needs to die, or Gwen Stacy needs to die. Because I think I would have the most emotional gut-wrenching, kicking the balls, um, you know, yeah. feeling. So, yeah. Uh, and that's as much yeah. as I Ah, one oh, last God. thing about the spot. This is why, this is why I think the spot is actually a good villain. Um, so if anyone remembers watching, I think it was the 2004, 2003, um, um, Amazing Spider-Man series. Um, this is the cartoon version, right? Um, th- the spot was a scientist, very much like this one. Mm-hmm. Who was working through t- uh, portal technology, right? Mm-hmm. Now, he ended up losing control of the machine and ended up becoming a spot. The hobgoblin ended up, I think it was, I think it went through the hands of the hobgoblin, then the green goblin, and the green goblin ended up um, transporting MJ into the unknown part of the universe, right? Mm-hmm. But the significance of the spot is that he's the reason why. Peter started going through this sort of most versatile journey to find Mary Jane. And we see that in the Web of Destiny that they that they did in this animated series, yeah. where 
you know, he fought in, he not only did meet up with multiple Spider-Men, but he um, also fought against multiple um, enemies with them. And um, at the end of the journey was him actually then going to find uh, Mary Jane with the help of Madam Web. So um, the spot is a pretty significant character. Um, for Spider-Man, I, I believe for Spider-Man in the sense of, you know, being, excuse me, being the catalyst that, um, that helps, well, in this case would be Miles Morales, that helps Miles Morales realize his potential, but also his, um, limits. Fez. All right. Yeah. So before we end the podcast, I was just going to say with us being more regular, We've actually been getting more reviews. So here's another review that was coming on our SoundCloud. There you go. Uh, this was by Bulbasaur001, which was obviously Bulbasaur is the first Pokemon. So that's a pretty cool username. Not my um, first Pokemon. <laughs> the review is Keep Going. First Pokemon in the Pokedex. Um, love you, bruv. USA, Michigan, Blurds Rule. I don't know about everyone, but we love you across the pond. And in saying that, yeah, uh, across the pond comment, mm-hmm. uh, let me just. It's been a while since I've done this, so let me... Uh, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? So, um, our all-time listens, or all-time plays, according to SoundCloud, yeah, um, actually, we have most of our listens are from America. Uh, so, our top locations, our top three, is 3,176 from Ashburn, United States. Our uh, next is 1,532 from Cray, then. Brat, brat, represent Gotham. Aye. And, uh, oh, Gotham. So, and, and then Boardman in America. So that's, um, I'll do top five. Boardman is America, top um, city. London with 1,041. And Chippenham with 878. Top five countries with 20,500 is United States. 12,100 is the UK, 447 is Ireland, 443 is Spain, and in fifth is with 378 plays is Canada. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, we we, have, we get a lot of love from our Americans. All time, all time Spain and Canada, I was not expecting yeah, them. <laughs> we, get, we get 218 from Japan. Brat, brat, that must be those that like our anime content. Uh, let's see, who's only like... <laughs> Oh, does it go? It doesn't. Oh, it doesn't go any lower than that. So see who's like only like what countries like only listen to us like once. We got Finland, the former Yugoslavia Republic of Macedonia, Belarus, Bangladesh, Portugal, Chile, Kenya, Hungary, Peru, Argentina, Colombia, Italy, Singapore, Czech Republic, Ghana, brat brat, Denmark, United Arab Emirates, Malaysia, Thailand. Saudi Arabia, Poland, Philippines, South Africa, Norway, Pakistan, Islamic Republic of Iran, Vietnam, Turkey, Sweden, Republic of Korea, Belgium, Netherlands, Mexico, India, Ukraine. Nigeria. I'm just waiting for you to. I'm just waiting for you to. To bro, that's a lot of countries. We, you know, you're gonna we, list we, off all uh, every single country, bro. Yeah, we're nearly there. We're nearly there. Nigeria. Nigeria is above Ghana. I am a Ghanaian. You need to sway out, man. We need to. You need to get above the Nigerians. You say Nigeria is part of part of Ghana? No, what, brother. No, above above Ghana. Above Ghana. I was I'm, about I'm, to say. I'm going from the bottom to the top. Egypt, Brazil, New Zealand, Indonesia, Japan, France, Australia, Russia, Germany. That's the rest. So yeah, man, we 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 international out here. 
We do. <laughs> if your country wasn't mentioned, yo, you know a friend from a country that wasn't mentioned, share the podcast with them. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna get some more plays from like other obscure places, like. For obviously, we didn't get nothing from North Korea in it. <laughs> imagine if there was. Imagine if imagine. one day we did it, yeah, and there was like literally you got like fifty I mean, planes from North Korea. I'll be like, who's out there risking their lives to listen to us? Because you know, you know they're gonna get shot. Funny, yeah. <laughs> you know they're gonna get shot if they find out they get they listen to Blair's our us boy. I don't. I don't want to be uh, the cause of anyone getting killed, but uh, yeah, but there's no mm. out there in North Korea, man. You know, shout out to Emo if it's even allowed. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like, um, you know, getting emails, getting reviews, um, you know, it, it, it like, it brightens up my day when we get one. Do you know what I mean? Cause it's been, it, like I said, it had been a while and obviously we did take a, a little bit of a hiatus for an extended period of time. But, you know, even when we get little amount of plays or we get loads of plays, it, it, it's good to see that, you know, there are people that like our content, like our reviews. Um, so yeah, like if you know, if you're listening, if you're enjoying what you hear, share us with your friends, leave a review, leave us a like, leave us an iTunes review, that our visibility. Um, if there's any, you know, particular topic you want us to discuss, as long as it's not gonna be too, too controversial, um, you know, let us know. Um, if there's a, a, a movie that you want us to give us the blurs treatment, we'll watch it. And uh, we'll give you our opinions on. And let us know. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's always good to record with my co-host Martin. As it was, it was good to get mm-hmm. gospel to join us. I'm gonna try and give gospel a bit more of a better heads up next time, um, so that we can, you know, he's he's a bit more better prepped for the episode. Uh, but yeah, gospel, do you want to plug I'd yourself? Known, I would have made notes. <laughs> do you want to plug <laughs> yourself and let people know where they can find you? Yeah, because I had notes for Mario. Like I literally made notes when I was watching the film and I was going to watch it again nice. and make more notes yeah. and actually do a YouTube video for it, but I didn't do it in the end. Um, and on that note, um, you guys can find me, CM underscore GMR on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, also as well, I do my football um, podcast and, and talks as well with my guy over there. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Nana, or we do uh, what's the source? I, I usually try and host it and get him to do the Liverpool talking. <laughs> that way, I don't, have, I don't need to do no talking, but I still have especially to put my two pence in. Mm. Uh, <laughs> especially about a dead team like Liverpool. Who <laughs> you support again? <laughs> I don't even know. I support my United, so yeah. United. So you've had you've had one you've had a good season like now. Like <laughs> let's, let's 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 calm down. We'll see what happens. <laughs> next year. But yeah, but yeah, that's where you can find me. CM underscore GMR on most platforms. Oh yeah, TikTok as well. So um yeah, it's either CM underscore GMR or CM dash uh, GMR, but it's underscore for most things. So yeah, and catch me on there, follow me, and yeah, you're gonna see a lot of content. It's either sports, football, or wrestling, usually. So yeah, appreciate that. Thank you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And Ryan, as always, thank you for joining and say bye to people. Bye everyone, catch you next time. Alright guys, thanks for listening. Bye bye now. <laughs>